0: Welcome to a new episode of Parole. I am Alexandrinia Moyabruy and my guest is Asher Elias. Asher is an Israeli Jew who was born in Israel and whose parents were pioneers in a new state. They went from Ethiopia to Zion to start a new life for themselves. Asher was brought up with an understanding that in life one encounters challenges and it is how one defines them or reacts to them that will stand the test of time. I guess I can say Asher was born a Syrian entrepreneur. Before starting tech careers in better Israel community, he worked as a social worker. Speaking with Asher is easy to imagine that opportunities were brought to him. It is not so, and that's why I enjoy our conversation very much. There was no victim mentality, but a call to thrive and to include his community, his nation. To get a glimpse of the political, economical sense of what Israel was going through two decades ago. I will invite you to read Startup Nation by Dan Sener and Soul Singer. Plus, his story is featured in the book. On the episode, I would like to introduce you to Asafari. Asafari is a platform for online learning and online events co-founded by two Korean Canadians, Rania Irakundo and Kelly Zaimana. The first edtech platform from the Afro-descendant community. Asafari is dedicated to entrepreneurs, professionals, artists, and such where they can share their skills and learn from others. Asafari is a place where everybody can self-train. If you'd like to know more, visit their website asafari.ca and follow the Instagram page at asafari. Follow Parole on Instagram at, at share the episode on your social media accounts, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and any place you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Uh, welcome to a new episode of Parole. Today's guest is, I guess, far far away or <laughs> not that far, in the middle of Asia and Europe. It's called Middle East, uh, Israel. It is the best country in the world. I guess you can say that. <laughs> it's the first time I say that online. It's a good, huge compliment, and I'm really glad to have you here, Asher. I'll let you introduce yourself first, and then we'll get into the questions.
1: Well. Uh... Bonsoir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. um,
1: uh, thank you for the invitation, you know, uh, uh, for your program, to participate in your program. Mm. Uh, just one correction, you know, Israel is most things apart from Europe, but you know that uh, geographically Israel sitting on the African, you know, land. So, sure. yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, the tectonic um I don't know how to call it in English
0: plates oh, yeah plates yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So we
1: are we are at the 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 edge of the <laughs> African, yeah so you know people should know that that Israel is part of Africa actually that
0: is true that physically
1: is true. not mentally but physically <laughs>
0: uh-huh. that yeah. is true that mentally it's going somewhere else it is different but yeah that's true I used it's- to I was told that when I was in primary school, it was it always stuck with me that, uh, yeah, Israel was, yeah, it was true. yeah. it's true. Yeah. It's a good combination, Europe. Uh, that's what I do. Africa, of course. Asia. Yeah,
1: it's, it's the best place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, yes, tell us about you, wh- who you are.
1: Well, my name is Asher. I'm, I'm a member of the Beta Israel community, which is the... Uh, the Jews from Ethiopia, uh, diaspora, who came to Israel, returned to Israel uh, in two big airlifts, you know, at the uh, the 80s and then the 90s. Um, I was born in Israel a little bit more than 50 years ago. My parents are kind of the pioneers Mm -hmm. who came uh, uh, at the early 60s to Israel by themselves, you know, Try to fulfill a thousand of years of dreams, you know, next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem, they just uh, decided to go wow. <laughs> by themselves all the way, reach to Israel and start establish their home. You know? and, uh, so this is a little bit about me. I'm a single parent. I'm raising three kids uh, by myself. I'm uh, uh, on my profession. I'm in on one hand, I'm software engineer. Mm-hmm. the other hand, I'm business administration and marketing. Okay. So, yeah. And something else I should uh, add is that uh, English is not my language. So, I apologize if there will be <laughs> any kind of mistakes in my English. But uh, I'll try to be understandable as much as I can.
0: I'm pretty sure that much of the audience doesn't speak the uh, Hebrew so okay. uh, that yeah. is fine. So <laughs> we're not judging each <laughs> other and you don't okay. speak my mother tongue. So it's fine as well. It's, it's okay. Yeah, well, just to put it on. The <laughs> yes, yeah. True. yeah. So, yeah, I guess the reason why I really wanted to have you on was obviously what you just said that you're part of the Ethiopian uh, community. Uh, it is true that most of the audience that, that, uh, that are listening to the podcast are primarily Africans. Tell us about what, because as Africans, obviously, we do know that Ethiopia is part of Africa, but it's the only country that has never been uh, colonized. So it has different, um, I'll say, flavor to to the pride of becoming Africans more and more. What was it like to be to know, for example, that, okay, you were born in Israel, you're an Israeli, but your parents um, knew about the history. Nothing was filtered. Nothing was from Europe, let's just say that. Yeah. It stayed really... You know, okay, there were Italians here and there, obviously, but like the history of Ethiopia was known and how the community in Israel in mean, like the Ethiopian community in Israel now are just like how do you blend the Ethiopian style the, the sorry the Ethiopian history and the Israeli history?
1: Well, it's quite an interesting question. It's it's a very deep question because um one of the main things that I got from my parents is uh, is two things actually. It's dignity and independence. And actually, this is something that Ethiopia can be proud of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, Ethiopia always been independent. Even you know when the Italians tried to conquer Ethiopia, they always fought against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, to have a rich and uh, Everlasting history, you know, very ancient history. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it, it, this situation giving the, the Ethiopian uh, citizens lots of dignity, lots of pride, uh, and the term independent is very built in the culture. Uh, I guess this is things that I I got from my parents. I okay. mean, not as a as a as a one-to-one, you know teaching, but you understand what I'm saying yeah, Like yeah. I absorb that mm. from them. So uh, the process, I mean, most of the Jewish, Jews from Ethiopia used to, to live in an agricultural part of Ethiopia and uh, the north of Ethiopia, which it's also interesting because lots of people don't know, but the only ki- Jewish kingdom <laughs> after the second temple in, in Jerusalem, uh, the only Jewish kingdom was in Ethiopia. It was a Jewish kingdom with uh, uh, several kings and one queen, Judith, uh, and the Gideons. I mean, they're Jews. I mean, they control uh, what's known now as Ethiopia. It used to yeah. be the Aksum. Uh, yeah. uh. Anyway, uh, so... A lot of people in my community, the younger generation, don't know about it. I mean, we yeah. yeah, it's not something, uh, I mean, the, the history, the, the far history. So, uh, when people who used to live in a, a, in a village life in Ethiopia uh, moving to a super high tech country, mm-hmm. there's a lot of gaps, uh, a lot of differences in yeah. many aspects of life a lot of kids at the beginning been sent to boarding schools so they can learn fast you know mm. to become israeli and you know close the gaps if there were i don't like i don't like to use uh, the term gap because usually when you're talking about gap you, you're talking well at least in hebrew <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it means that somebody in front and somebody in the back uh, and oh. that you have back Oh, you have okay. gap. Sorry, you have gap. I'm, I, I prefer to use the, the term differences, which means they're on the same level, but different. But different, oh, okay. Yeah. So when you're talking about gap, automatically you mean that, you know, you are, you know. Far behind, Far, yeah. far behind mm-hmm. and everybody advanced. So I'm, I'm talking about differences. Differences of agricultural living in and, a and, and, uh, super high-tech uh, country. Anyways, uh, it's semantic, but it's important. So uh, the kids, well, there w- was a crisis at that time. I mean, the state of Israel sent the kids because the kids learn fast and it's easier for them. But boarding school is, you know, you're coming back home like once in the two weeks for a weekend and things like yeah. that. And one of the main things in the, in the Beta Israel community was the strong relations in, within the community. I mean, there is a hierarchy and there is a structure in the community, and you know, many ways to solve problems, to do things. You know, it's it's a, a cultural uh, structure. While you uh, separating the younger generation from the parents for you know for years and years, even if it's a if it, for a good reason, yeah. Uh, somehow you're destroying the community structure, which makes sense. So there there, was, there were lots of programs to work with the parents, with mothers, with a lot of things, lots of projects to, to help the, the, my community to, you know, to absorb in the Israeli society. That was the 80s and the 90s and things. Okay. Uh, I used to work, uh, uh, well, I, I'm already more than 25 years working full time to the... Uh, the advance of the community i'm not talking about integration i'm talking to the advance of the community Mm -hmm. Um, i don't care about integration i'm i'm I'm, I'm caring about fulfillment of the potential of the community and to bring it to to its full potential and there's a lot of potential within the younger generation for sure so i used to work um, when i was 26 or so, I started to work, I decided to work uh, full time in the social field, you know, and to help my community to become one of the best communities in Israel. I used to work for advocacy organization called the Israel Association for Ethiopian Jews for six years, doing lots of uh, activity on the field with the government, most of the time against the government, (laughs) But uh, lots of advocacy work, lots of, uh, you know, understanding the challenges and problems and trying to solve them uh, and force the government to do something about it. You know, this kind of work. For me, it was uh, interesting uh, also beyond the, the meaningful activities. For me, it was also a, a, a learning phase, you know, to understand the, the, the deep challenges, the, the problems of the community in, uh, in a in uh, all over Israel, yeah, all uh, in the different places in Israel. After six years, I decided that uh, I, you know, come to the conclusion that uh, uh, what needs to be done actually is to focus on, on uh, employment, of earning money. Because uh, until then, most of the focus was education. You know, education is very, very important. But from my point of view, and I'm not an educator, I'm not social worker, I'm not coming from this field, maybe it's good things, but yeah. what I, I, I said, education or diploma, university or college or whatever, it's um, the diploma by itself won't change your social economical status, It's mainly potential. And uh, actually, we saw at that time, we saw lots of graduates of university with a BA in different fields, just working in a supermarket as a cashier or something like that, because they couldn't find a job in their, you know, field and their mm-hmm. profession. So and they were frustrating, you know, and they were very angry with their status. And uh, I said, well, you know, it's important, but yeah. it's, more, it's more important to reach to a point when you're having money. And yeah. you can, you know, uh, take control of your life, your family, your kids, and whatever. It's it, money can solve a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So as a software engineer, I I plan to to design a, a, a college, a technology technolo- technological college,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which will train young adults from the community. You know, in Israel, you until 18 years high school, you graduate in high school, then you two years or three years of the army, yeah. every Israeli. Those who graduate the army, when, when they're starting their career, I wanted to offer them uh, a path that can, you know, help them to start a career in the high tech industry. And if they're there, they're, they're not in need anymore. <laughs> they, they can help others, you know? instead of waiting generation after generation maybe the next generation will no no i i my point of view was if you i mean our generation is the generation that will affect the next generation of Japanese if you won't change the, the the status now mm. thing will be you know in a circle again and again and yeah. for the next generation so everything that we can do now it's it's crucial so I, you know, I said, well, I know what is a software engineer. I know what needs to, you know, how to make a good uh, developer. A, mm-hmm. a good, uh, And for that, I don't need anybody. I yeah. don't need the, the government or the Ministry of Education. I mean, I, 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 can't, I cannot uh, train lawyers or accountants because you need the bureaucracy for this. Uh, but to prepare a person to work in the high-tech industry, I can well, it's one of the industries that even if you don't have a BA, you can mm. start a very good career. At least yeah. at an entry level, you know, a team leader or project manager. Beyond that, you need a degree.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. I said okay. Uh, I established a non-profit organization called uh, Tech Career, Career in High Tech, and uh, it was uh, in in a. Uh, dormitory style. I mean uh, I rented places so they can live there, the students. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have access 24 hours a day you know to the computer labs uh, with the best equipment and a good syllabus. At the first years I was also teacher. I was the, the, the CEO, the teacher. I was social worker, you know, <laughs> all, everything. Well, every, every startup, you need to do everything at the beginning. You know? That's true. Um, so, and it was the pilot uh, phase. I mean, the first year. I wanted to show that uh, first uh, uh, proof of concept, we call it. Uh, I mean, it's a nice idea, but we need to prove that it's working. I mean, to train everybody and eventually find them a job. I yeah. mean the, the goal was not to train them and give them certificate. The goal was helping to find, to start a career in the high-tech industry. I mean, that was the 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 point. So every every objective, every measure that we that I set, set was uh, in relation to how many people. Uh, started a career in the high-tech industry. Those are the measures. You know, Not how many people uh, graduate or how many people, you know? Yeah, Yeah. so that was the the measurement uh, in my uh, program. Yeah, the first year, all the graduates start to work. Well, at the beginning, it was very crucial to recruit people. I mean, I'm telling, well, give me a year from your life. You're going to get like uh, your own room in a very nice place. You have a, a very high level uh, uh, syllabus, mm. uh, curriculum, uh, the best teacher. Well, not the best. It's me only. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you're going because you're not working. I'm going to give you a stipend, a monthly stipend. So you have like uh, a little bit money for, I don't know, buses, going yes. home, yeah. and food. I'm provi- providing food and everything. Just, I want a year of your time. And eventually you're going to start a career in the high tech industry.
0: After a year.
1: Yeah. Most of the people, you know, where's the catch? (laughs) True. Yes. It's too good to be true. So (laughs) I needed to convince people at the beginning, at the first year, and the second year, I needed to convince people. But after the, well, the second uh, group started before the end of the first group. Okay. So the second group I need to convince also (laughs) But after after the first group graduated started to work in the high-tech industry, people said, well, it's working. You know? So for the third group, I didn't I, I need to make a selection. Ah, oh, <laughs> come on, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it was all over the news, all over every places, and now the government wants to be to support and to be part of it. And uh, you know, fine. And give us some funds, you know, because it's still yeah. I needed to raise funds every year, again and again and again. And you know, it's a, it was very unique, and all all the media wanted to to have a program about that because it's very nice. I mean, people just you know start their life starting their life in Israel after that, I don't know ten years, fifteen years, and so now start to and not all Israelis are part of the high tech industry, you know. <laughs> so that's
0: true. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so uh, people saw the jump, and people start to realize. Well, I tried to prove that if you're giving a real opportunity, a real opportunity to young adults from the community, the sky is the limit. And you know, this is for the Israeli society, the non-Ethiopian, and for the Ethiopian. If you're willing to work hard and you're serious and want to take control about your your your. Your future, mm. you know, everything is possible.
0: Yes, but Usher, if yes. I may ask this, because your first year, you were able to raise funds to find the place, to 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 find the equipment. And I guess if I, w- I wasn't as uh, resilient as you are, I would be like, I'm okay, that's, where am I going to find it? I have a computer. I'm, I'm not, a, imagine I'm a software engineer. I want to do the same thing. That you did, even in France. To be honest, I think it will be really tough to be like, okay, guys, I don't know Burundian community or East African community. Let's raise funds. You know, yeah. how how where do you even start?
1: Well, the the first thing. Well, I, I knew some people and some foundations. You know, in my course, previous yeah. work. But I needed to convince them. You know, some of the people who, kn- who knew me. You know, knew what is. You know, the way I work, the, the, my, my capabilities and things like that. And they said, well, high tech, don't you think that it's a little bit, uh, maybe the next generation? It's For a normal, normal Israeli, it's very tough. Uh, so new immigrants from Ethiopia, I guess it's uh, quite of something like impossible. You know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, I know that uh, impossible is uh, opinion, not a fact. <laughs> It's not a fact. <laughs> so usually when somebody is telling me it's impossible, like yeah. it, it triggers me to prove that <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, definitely if you know exactly what you're doing and you have a plan mm. and you thought about it and, you know, yeah, it's tough. But it's important to do also tough things. <laughs> actually, there are, this is more important to do the tough things that nobody actually wants to deal with. Uh, it's important. And uh, today, you know, I was managing it for ten years, and then I thought like it's uh, uh, it's not challenging me anymore. It's working. <laughs> other people can manage it, yeah. and i still as as uh, uh, I still have uh, energy to do other things. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's still growing and very successful. This the best project in the community. You know, every year uh, something like hundred. You know, graduate, starting the the work in the IT industry, and it's changed people lives. You know, yeah. I see the graduate, I'm meeting them, see the get a family uh, living in very good places with the, you know, well going to, you know, living Israel to vacation mm-hmm. twice, three times a year. You know, thing like uh, mm-hmm. Novorish. <laughs> that is that is great. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the. This is the, the most uh, touching part yeah. of th- this kind of work. I mean it's mm. not for profit, so you're not earning a lot of money. There's no exit for that. but at least to see the people giving you some energy to do mm. more you know this is uh, the satisfaction part of the of the job.
0: And yeah. how was the community even because now you spoke about the youth at the I mean especially for the new young ones. Adults. Yeah. As adults how were they, like at the beginning, let's like just say the first class, how did yeah. they even, let's just say, for those who wanted to help you, to help your your project, how did they even understand that you wanted to go into tech? Because let's just say 20 years ago, Israel wasn't really known, at least not like today, um, known for tech things. How did you even explain to them and to their parents and to the community, like, okay, I not like I know perfectly what I'm doing, but let's just go there because you you really took a community with you basically
1: yeah well the beginning is the pioneers not the really community yeah. but yeah it was actually a, a lot of effort to convince people just come uh, mm. but at that time i used to to work in the community for 6 or 7 years so people yeah. knew me you, knew, you know yeah. yeah yeah so you know um, uh, <laughs> people <laughs> trusting me no they knew you, you yeah.
0: yeah and yeah, yeah. How, what did you learn, like, from that, from that season that really helped you to the next season, you know, when you left, for example? What where can you say, like, 10 years there really told me this? Well,
1: everything is possible, but it's not something that I learned, you know? Uh, it's something that I felt at the beginning. Learning, well, you know, as um, when you're starting a program, you, you should have kind of vision how things can be in the future. I mean, the, the, the future image, you know, of mm. where you want to, to go. And when you're thinking about it, it's not that, you, you know, you're starting to write a paper with the concept everything. It's something that you think about it day after day after day. And, you know, and actually thinking about it, if I'll use the, the image, uh, it's to see the future picture in a higher resolution. Every time that you, every time that you're thinking about different aspects of the idea, it's it's actually a, a, a getting more resolution of the picture until it's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not sure if crystal clear is the right term because crystal it is. actually is no, yeah. it's transparent, so you won't see the picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you understand what I'm trying yes. to say? Yes yeah it was clear it yeah. was clear, very clear yeah. higher resolution uh, so and this is before you did it uh, anything you know, anything yeah now so when you're reaching to that point well it's not exactly the same picture but the the the, the base and everything is the same so mm. it's not it's not something new i mean you saw it before you started i mean you understand it's mm. not the exact Picture, yeah but it's the same object the same you know uh, so uh, to say that I learned something well I guess I learned a few things which I can't it's it makes sense that I learned a few things during the that time but it's hard for me to put the finger of a specific thing that uh, I learned or surprised me or something like this mm. but, you know
0: because you knew where you were going yeah 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 yeah. Alright, and so you left and then you started a new endeavor
1: yeah um well there were two or three years gap before okay. you know the because some personal issues but I got divorced and the kids with me and it was very they were very young so I needed to be at home okay. you know <laughs> uh, to be young, also mother and also father you mm. know, at the same time so it's kind of challenging but you know, when I felt that they're a little bit more, you know, growing up and it's OK to, you know, step by step, uh, yeah. leave the house a little bit to work. And so uh, I started to plan my new program, but still it's under the same title, both tech career and what I'm doing now. It's under this, the, the same title of economic development in within the community. This is the, the title. Well, tech career help people to reach to the high tech industry, not because they to find job, but to change their economical economic status. So, and this is for you know for jobs. Now I want to build uh, strength, uh, inner strength in uh, in the to create or to to gather the the strength of the, in within the community to something big that will mm-hmm. have a big impact. And so I started uh, what we call BIBC. It's the Better Israel Business Community. So uh, this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite new and it's in process. Uh, and it's for the long term. It's not something that, uh, you know, both the career and this uh, yeah. program are for the long term. You know, I said to somebody once, you won't see Ethiopian running 100 meters in uh, athletics uh mm-hmm. you see them only in marathon <laughs> so <laughs> we're dealing with the long-term main issue
0: yeah.
1: so yeah. yeah so we started uh, i started this and i hope uh, well it seems like it's going in a, in a right way you know working with the um, with the different uh, small tiny businesses gather them supporting them first give them a lot of uh support in business consulting, build a business model, raising funds, a marketing strategy, many different things that we providing to those businesses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this is one hand. This is one aspect of uh, my work. Second is to make a partnership between different uh, uh, businesses. And okay. I'm talking about businesses owned by, by Ethiopian, Ethiopian-Israeli, only with them. Now, well, I build, well, you know, I'm a software engineer, so it was easy for me. I build a, a portal, a website, an index, mm-hmm. which uh, always adding more and more businesses from the community. We have like uh, 300, 320, I guess now, uh, businesses in different categories, uh, different, all over Israel. So now it's a collect, collection of individuals. I want to take this collection of individuals and make them a community that working together, supporting each other, doing some cooperation together. And eventually I want to reach to a point which it will be a community who's supporting the community itself. Well, so first step is to help the businesses, Mm -hmm. the private businesses. Second is to make a connection between different businesses. The third uh, phase is... uh, to establish a, a community, a business community. because It's not yet there, but... The, so this is working with the businesses. The other thing is working with the community itself, not the business, the, 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 the persons in the community. Because this is very difficult, but to work to change the concept of people of supporting Ethiopian businesses, it's not easy. I mean, you should, uh, uh, you should understand. I mean, if I'm telling you, well, you need now an uh, electrician to fix something, mm-hmm. you should find Ethiopians and, you know, get yeah. the service from him. Yeah. Uh, for lots of people, it's why I need to focus. I need only profession and it doesn't matter who, or, you know, who is it. But no, no, it's very important because, mm-hmm. People need to understand that uh, the person's uh, success depends on the success of the group that he or she belongs to. It's very tight, very related, and it's uh, it's crucial. I mean, when you understand that, the solidarity, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, if I want to, to be very successful, I need the surrounded community to support, and not about giving you fund or whatever to support you it's actually just to buy to to, you know to get service and pay i mean the concept of of this is uh everybody work you know people working in different places earning their salary their money and if they spending it within the community the entire community lifting up if it makes sense if you understand my english yes yes of course yeah yeah so it's uh, it's not it's not easy to convince people to go and uh, prefer Ethiopian-owned business instead of you know uh, your neighbor or something like that. Mm. Uh, but it's I'm working about it. It's like changing uh, mindset of people. It's not uh, something simple, uh, but it's working. It's working
0: that's crazy because obviously when you say about when you speak about communities and I'm thinking about Israel having lots of lots of communities the russian the polish the french yeah everybody obviously i live in france and in france it's they like the politics tend to be like you're as long as you're french it's all the same you're all the same although somebody can say the contrary yeah how <laughs> even different uh, on different communities do do you even um thrive together because now you're lifting the ethiopian with the help of others how can you are you learning something from i don't know the russians or the the italians or whoever are you learning from them just to say like hey guys like this are doing this and it's working because obviously the jewish community in europe they're known for doing things you know, to buy things among themselves. And I could say the same thing. I live in a Jewish uh, neighborhood here, kosher places, kosher, you know, so it's known and it's fine. Yeah. But when you live in a country, it's like small communities all over the place. How, how are you learning from each other? If you are learning from each other?
1: Well, a few years ago, I guess it was 2015. It was a huge demonstration of the community about something with the police and things. Lots of activists, some of them my graduates. Okay. <laughs> uh, or those who organized everything. Uh, they asked me to join their meeting. So in one of the meetings, you know, there was two groups. One said, yeah, we should go with the, with the concept, with the mindset of Malcolm X." You know, as a black in Israel, we should, you know, be very aggressive. Mm-hmm. other, the other group said, well, we should go with the Martin Luther King, you know, <laughs> approach, which is more let's think and let's have a let's have a dream of uh, living together and solving the problem together and this and this. And they well, I heard both of them, and then they asked me, what do you think I And I said, well. You know, I, neither, neither of them, because, you know, when I'm thinking about learning from somebody, I prefer to learn from a successful story. And unfortunately, I can say that African-American uh, community, is, is, I'm not talking about individual, I'm talking about the, yes. the, the, the general. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I cannot say that they are very successful uh well it was in the time of Obama actually so so you know and you know there are some individuals who did it but when we're talking about the wall well I'm not sure this is the example that they, so they said okay what but if you look at the U.S. Uh, uh, example from the United States I would like to, to get example from the Jewish community which uh, you know related to us also uh, but see how they. You know, every city where there's a group of Jews, uh, community, there's a federation, there's a JCC, Jewish Community Center. There's lots of services to the, the community. Everybody is helping each other. You know, if somebody is looking for a job, all the members try to help in their, you know, work or something like that, supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Kosher restaurant is something religious. I mean, it's something that, uh, but it's still, yeah, you, still, yeah. You're going, yeah. You're mm. going to a kosher restaurant, halal, uh, mm. you know. But you're supporting a member of the community. Everybody yeah. working in different places, bringing money and spending the money in, within the community, trying, you know, yeah. to spend the money and supporting each other. And you know, I don't know if you know the history of the Jewish community in the, in the, in America, but till the until the mid '60s. Both Jews and African American were the same side in terms of uh, they can get uh, specific jobs, they can go to a specific faculty and universities. Yeah. many different things. They were on the same side, and uh, most of the Jews came with one suitcase. You know, after the Holocaust, after the, the and you know, see them today as a community. They're small. Yeah but a very strong uh, minority yeah. with lots of influence. Yeah. I mean, so I told them, this is my example. And somehow it's relating to us. <laughs> uh, uh, so w- let's, let's get example from, you know, uh, something that's successful. I mean, we are also a, a small minority. We are just 150,000 people out of 9 million in Israel. So we don't have a, a political power. We are very visible because, you know, we are the black people in Israel, Mm. in that case, I mean, there's no, it's not a a huge problem to change everything, you know, within one generation. For me, it's very simple. You know, all the data is very simple. I mean, uh, it's not that I'm like kind of Einstein with a uh, brilliant idea. I mean, if you just watching the the details, the information, what's happening, what are the options, then it's very
0: simple. That is so true. That is, I mean, yeah, that is the example I keep giving to my friends here. I'm like, the, the African-American, I tend not to understand what they're doing because I don't feel like there is a vision. As you said before, it's like when you have a vision and it has to be 4K, I think, for them, unfortunately, for different... reasons. least 4K, still, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you told me about the, the um, you just said, obviously, 150,000 Ethiopians. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't know there were that much. It is true when you consider, you know, out of 9 million, I mean, who will have thought, I think many of my audience will be shocked to hear that. What do you guys do then trying to, because you cannot do a lot. I mean, you cannot bring the, the whole community by yourself, but what are you seeing from the moment you were born, let's just say from your parents' era to now, what can you look at in Israel and be like, if the Ethiopian community did this? Hmm. And we're proud of it, obviously.
1: Well, you know, uh, last year, two years ago, there were um, a huge demonstration. <laughs> uh, somebody, a teenager with the police, there were, was an issue at night and he, you know, he shot him and he, de- he died, the, the, the young person called Salomon Teka. And, you know, it was north of Israel in one of the cities on the north. And uh, the entire community all over Israel went in every city, in every main road, went out and stopped Israel. I mean, every, you know, all, all the main road in Tel Aviv, in the north, in the south, Ethiopian, demonstration. The main was in, in Tel Aviv, but all over Israel. And it was all over the news. And, you know destroying uh, police car, and quite like your demonstrations, you know, the weekend demonstration. that you, <laughs> I don't know if it's still going on, but...
0: I think they st- was... stopped a bit.
1: So, it all over for uh, one day, people were shocked. People tried to understand how small story in uh, one of the uh, cities on the north uh, related to all the Ethiopian in Israel. Who was that guy? I mean, he was just a teenager, you know? And there were uh, lots of activists who got interviewed and everything. And people, one of the things that they learned, and later on they wrote about it, is that we need to learn from the Ethiopian community how they are how they connected to each other. How, you know, people... I mean, it, it's not that everybody uh, related to that person uh, yeah. or family or something. Totally not. It's because he was Ethiopian. So all the Ethiopians thought, like, you, you know, it's... Uh, it's tomorrow it can hap, ha, uh, happen to them or the kids or whatever. All over Israel, it was, people were shocked. People were shocked. And, you know, later on, they started to understand what the, this small community is very unique, very, you know, uh, tight together, I mean, I mean, among the people, you know, in, within the community and such. So this is something that they learned. About the community, there's something interesting that happened at the beginning. I mean, in my previous work in an advocacy organization, it was a huge research, 10 years of research, about you know, how you integrating into Israeli society, different you know, background, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so one of the things, at the early 90s, they did the, the research, and they asked kids, how you, one of the questions was, how do you feel? And there was a scale of four uh, points. Uh, One, totally Israeli. Second, Israeli with the Ethiopian flavor. (laughs) Uh, The third was uh, Ethiopian with Israeli flavor. And the fourth was totally Ethiopian. So at the early uh, 90s, most of the teenagers were the first two, or or totally Israeli or Israeli with the, with the Ethiopian flavor. Okay. Uh, after six, seven, eight years, there was a, a, another research. It was totally the opposite. I mean, this specific question was totally the opposite. Uh, people try to explain that, but I mean, now we're talking about, you know, uh, 20, 30 years. Uh, my explanation is that, you know, at the beginning, people were amazed from what they saw, what they learned, and, you know, Uh, We're still on a a mystical level of returning to Jerusalem, to Zion, you know, Uh, but life, uh, you know, you have lots of issues in life, (laughs) which are are, are not mystical, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Uh, and people, people try to forget their Ethiopian part, and as fast as they can become Israelis, so can they you know, uh, build a life or, you know, integrating into the Israeli society. And the, But it's not that the Ethiopians or my community were very, very welcome. I mean, in some, you know, some people will say, well, it takes time, <laughs> we should wait, you know, these kind of things. But people understand that they are not, the other side is not, happy as they were happy to integrate. Uh, more and more people, well, there are some discrimination in Israel, of course, uh, like every, every other place, you know. Uh, at least our government admitted like two years ago in a report that uh, well, there are some issues that need to be fixed and we, we saw that there are some issues and there is a huge report about this and that there are some activity mm. to change it. But this is on a state level private label, I mean, if your neighbor is racist, then, you know, you can do a lot of things. (laughs) So, there are lots of programs for integration, but I don't like integration, you know. I don't care about what other people think about me. (laughs) You know, Uh, I prefer that most of my community will have uh, uh, wealth, will have uh, money to, Mm. to give the best education and teaching to their kids. Uh, live in a very good neighborhood. Yeah. I believe that this is the only way people can change their mind or their mindset about Ethiopians it's not about teaching them it's about showing them the reality to see oh, I thought that you are you know in a different level and I see that every day that you in a higher level than mm-hmm. I thought, then there's a dissonance and I need to update my thinking or my perspective or whatever this is the only way people will change their mind i mean this is my prayer so i don't care about their problem it's their problem that they are racist as long as it's not related (laughs) to me you know uh, they're not affecting my life yeah Uh, so i'm focusing about making you know having uh, more and more people Mm. uh, in a successful positions yeah you know in the Israeli society
0: that's great. That's really great. I'm going to ask you a last question before I let you go. Okay. But, uh, with I'm the, not going the, anywhere.
1: I'm here. That's yeah. All. Okay. So
0: I'm, <laughs> go, I'm going to ask you a couple no, of With the success that you've been, that you had, and you're still doing with Beta, Either why way. aren't you entering the venture capital, for example, and start a venture capital? I know it's about money and sometimes, you know, it's you don't have to choose because it's the investors and people outside. Maybe it's my finance, financial background. That's like, maybe you have more, you know, you'll touch more, maybe uh, integrate more people, more Ethiopians. Well, it's never
1: interested me to, you know, to go to the business. Um, I told you like at about 25, 26, which is very young. Hmm. I decided that, you know, I started early uh, when I was a student. I used to read lots of uh, philosophical books. Okay. And one of the thing, the big question that I, I had is, what is meaningful for you in your life? And at the early age, I understood that to find a good job, to earn a lot of money, to get married, to have children, to, to buy a house, to take mortgage, and retire, then die. It's a very simple path that everybody is, you know, working <laughs> like a robot. It's like a factory. And I said, well, I'm here, I guess, not to be the part of the factory line. <laughs> and there's a reason why I'm here, you know, and uh, and try, and, you know, try, I, I'm talking to myself, try to find the reason that you're here and what you need to leave after you, you die. You know, my mother told me that it's problematic to read those books in this age. You should read them at 40, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, but I read and, and I, I got that, those questions. I started to think about and Then I decided I, I don't want to run for you know, all my life to get more money. Uh, and I focus my best years in social activities. So the, the other industry, the business market, ah, it's a jungle. It's a huge jungle. So the question is if you want to be part of the, this game or you want to create your own game. So definitely I prefer, if I have the option, to create my own games. Mm. And second, the other issue, you know, if I was a business person, own a small company, and wanted to meet with the, the head of one of the biggest banks in Israel, ah, no option at all. <laughs> you know, who are you? There's lots of levels down there that you should meet with secretaries and things yeah. like that. As a social activist, as a head of a non for profit, I'm reaching to whoever I want because this is, uh, you know, social responsibility. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, all this stuff. And I'm going whoever I want to, <laughs> you know, because this is this is thing that uh, I don't have to tell you, but, uh, you know, every person, this is you should know every, every, I guess you know that already, but every person when he's Walking, he or she walking, you know, waking up in the morning and going for going to work. there for my point of view, just putting a mask and the the acting till the uh, going back home and you know they're tired and leaving the mask and uh, going back to their own character, their own you know self. When I'm going to a meeting with people with very senior people in the Israeli, you know the industry or the government or whatever uh we're talking about things that are not business so you're talking as as a man to man as a mental woman you know you understand what i'm trying to say yes yes if i was under a business hat yes I the conversation that. was with the mask without that when they know my background and know what, what i'm doing they're talking to me as a person you understand yeah so that was crucial, and I prefer that instead of mm. being with a business head. I mean, I have lots of uh, options. They know how to deal with business people. Yes, You know, they are, this is, I mean, this is their career. They don't know how to deal with the nonprofit organization <laughs> or the head of, or founder of uh, this unique project. So it automatically reach to a personal level.
0: That is so, great.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like to deal with people, not with masks, mm. especially mm. now with the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a good different one. type of mask. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is yeah. great. I mean, that's a really good uh, advice for someone who maybe would understand that. You know, so- social activism will make sense. What will be the the your your project uh, for the next five years? Then, what is what do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to see in the next? Yeah, five years.
1: In five years, uh, I want to reach to a point where every year, at the end of the year, there will be, like November, December, there will be a huge event in Tel Aviv, the Beta Israel uh, uh, business. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say that in English. You know, there's...
0: Uh, sorry? Try it in Hebrew. We're going to learn something. <laughs> uh,
1: it's a uh, veida, veida with all the people, conference, okay, Mm. conference, Uh, economic conference uh, of the Better Israel community, Uh, which lots of business owners with lots of guests. I want the ministry, the minister of treasurer will come to to speak to the the people. There will be lots of culture, food, everything, but uh, lots of success stories and everything. Mm. People will be shocked to see how this small group who yeah. just came 30, 40 years from ancient country, uh, ancient in a, in a positive way. Yes, yeah? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and to a startup nation and then became a very strong force in, the, in Israel, mm. you know, in the economic lags in Israel. Wow. I want to reach that point. I don't know if it's going to be in five years, but mm-hmm. this is the goal. It but may be yeah. a little bit more. There's a plenty of work to do within the, the, the community to reach that point. But already we're doing a lot of things like cooperation between different businesses or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I can, you know, I want, basically I want my kids and every kid that growing up here in Israel to go very proud and to say, yeah, I'm Ethiopian. Everybody, all yeah. right. <laughs> you belong to that community wow (laughs) good for you i wish i was ethiopian you know (laughs) that is great this is what this is where i want to to reach
0: what i um, i was going to forget to ask you do you still have like relationship with ethiopia for example as in the country where business-wise or do you help ethiopians who are not obviously jews but who wants to establish something in in israel When I'm working, I mean, there are some people kind of refugee, kind of, uh,
1: Mm. uh, who are not part of the Jewish community, but Ethiopians or Eritreans in Israel. Yeah, makes I don't know, uh, 20, 30,000, something like that. Those are the numbers. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. No, not only Eritrean, Ethiopian, and uh, from Sudan uh, also. Yeah, they're, you know, uh, living in Israel for, you know, Decade or two decades, they're not citizens. Well, they're getting all the benefits and everything. And you know, Uh, I don't care if you're Jews or not Jews, if you're Ethiopian and you're in Israel, and you're for me, you're you're part of the community. I don't care what is your status, what is there. And in Ethiopia, I'm in a good uh, relationship with the, the current ambassador, the previous ambassador. And actually, we established a friendship organization, Israeli, in Ethiopia. I'm a member of the... Founder, member of the okay. association. I've been to Ethiopia a few times for business. Uh, unfortunately, it's not, it's not going strong. very well.
0: Yes, no. Yeah, no. it's
1: not. Well, there are lots of Israelis doing business in Ethiopia.
0: Oh.
1: Plenty of Israelis. Lots of companies that, you know, uh, open branches. Uh, well, in Ethiopia, because it's not... You know, one of the <laughs> uh, because it was always independent. It means that they were not colonized, it, and it means that they're not they didn't get like a Western investment and development. <laughs> so there's two <laughs> way for yeah two ways for independence. You know, mm. not developed uh, developed and uh, so in my perspective as an uh, entrepreneur. Uh, It's opportunity. You know, every place that you go in Ethiopia, there's a business opportunity. Every place. Every place. Every every, every field, you know. So there's plenty of Israelis there. And it's only three hours flight, I mean, from Israel to Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And there is two flights every day. No. Yeah, yeah. Israel and Ethiopia are very connected. So the plenty of Israelis and Ethiopia is also connection for all the flights to Africa to and Ethiopia. the Far East. I tried, you know, and now I have some friends who are doing some businesses in Ethiopia, but I, I'm continuing with my activities here.
0: All right. Ashraf, yeah. thank you very much for your time, but especially for, for, for what we're learning, because, uh, as I said, I'm part of the Burindian diaspora. I know so much about the community here in France and things that we didn't do or the things we should do uh, but there's a huge amount of burundian in North America especially in Canada that I hope they will uh, really understand the power of community that I think Pahol is trying to bring with different stories and to hear from obviously an Ethiopian a Nigerian a burundian whoever that will build something will really building a new africa and building a new um, I, even at some point, Middle East is is growing as well. We're not going to talk about the the peace plan that just happened, but it's a good news. We're not going yeah. into details, but those are the things where where there was challenges before. Now you're seeing this as opportunities, and I'm like really I've really, uh, been reading so much about the, the Israeli startup nation that I hope that Burundi will will go to that path. We like will follow the the innovation and celebrate like guys we can do this and as you said your parents were pioneers literally pioneers and it's so great to to even to speak with you you know about that it's just uh, an amazing opportunity for me and i hope that all of us will just learn that it, it's not you know it's not over until it's over basically
1: it's- well let's hope it won't over <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's true absolutely you know
1: they ask me uh i was privileged to participate in the, the book, The Startup Nation. Actually, yeah. I, I was the only non-for-profit uh, buddy mm-hmm. in, the, in that book. All of them are businesses. I'm the only non-business uh, in that group. And, you know, I remember when they interviewed me, uh, they asked me, well, to be innovative, how, how it's like, how are you getting it? How, what you are doing to think out of the box, out of the box is the, the term I told them, well, I'm not in the box. Even that term is is quite, for me, it's nothing. You know, I'm not <laughs> in the box. So it's not that you need to think out of the box. I'm not in the box at all. I mean, this is the basic for innovation. Just believe that everything is, if you really want it, you can get it. I mean, it maybe take time, you need patience, but mm. patience is a, it's a part of our culture, you know, the Ethiopian culture. Patient is a uh, very... Solid value in the Ethiopian culture.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So do you so, consider
0: yourself as an Ethiopian or an Israeli?
1: Well, uh... <laughs> do you I, even
0: I, speak a Marina or any no, other?
1: No, no, no. no uh, a little bit Tigrinya,
0: actually. Tigrinya. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. A little bit. I'm I, uh, not enough to say that I'm... Uh, <laughs> okay. top. I understand more Tigrinya because it's very close to Hebrew. It's a semantic it's, language. It's
0: my yeah, goodness! Very, I told this to a friend, and I said, "She's like, are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is yeah, really close cool.
1: Yeah, both of them. Are Maria and Tigrinya, Tigrinya yeah, languages. Sure. Tigrinya is very close to Hebrew. When I, I I hear, I can understand things without learning that, only because I know Hebrew. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Only only because I know Hebrew. It's very it's very close to Hebrew in many different aspects of the, oh, okay. the language. Okay, but a person. This is in general a person. As no one identity is a collection of different identities. I'm 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 human being. I'm uh, my religion is uh, Judaism. Uh, I'm a black person, as African. I related to you know to Zion to this place. I'm a basketball basketball player. I'm sw- software engineer. I'm, I'm many different. There's a mixture of of character characteristics. That uh, combine to identity. And when I'm talking to you now, um, the Ethiopian part of me, Ethiopian-Israeli part of me, is uh, on the front. Mm. But if I'm going to play tomorrow, the basketball player <laughs> will be in the front. You understand <laughs> what I'm trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> there is no one identity to a person. Uh, it's a combination of different uh, semi-identities that, uh, in different situations, different places uh different identities is on the front mm-hmm. if you understand what i'm trying to say no,
0: absolutely i mean yeah. to me the, yeah i so i understand and i hope to see like the youth the, the 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 youth that you help um create i guess and give opportunities uh hoping to travel again obviously <laughs> without this but um to even speak to young ethiopians for example who were born in i don't know they just in 2000 means that they're 21 and it's a different way of thinking opportunities ahead and totally different it's than crazy. the parent
1: generation yeah. totally, different. <laughs> totally different the opposite in many things. are you optimistic always you know sure. always if uh, if i you know you can do lots of things you can be entrepreneur if you are not optimistic you know mm. yeah but i'm not uh, you know there is a passive optimistic and there is active optimistic the passive hoping that one day things will be better, things are going to be good. Uh, no, I'm uh, active. Optimist, active, you know, <laughs> that is
0: great. You know, That's uh, so great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a song in Hebrew, very famous song in Hebrew. I'll try to translate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, our prime minister was killed after he, he sang that song.
0: Oh. Anyway, a long,
1: long time ago, but it said, don't say... It's not the exact translation, but, you yeah. know... Yeah. Don't, don't say a day will come. Just bring the day. Ha-viu etayom. Bring the day. So don't just pray and wait for one day that will come and everything. Will. Don't just dream. Wake up and do something to. Yeah. So. That's powerful Yeah. So when you ask me about optimistic, this is what, uh, you know, just do it, you know, bring it. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Good. I mean, great, great, man. That's Well, we have a,
1: we have a, a very good brother uh, in Paris, actually, for, okay. I don't know, a decade or more, who's doing lots of uh, in art work. He's a singer called Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's performing in, in English and actually French also, I guess. Uh, he's very famous, so he's our brother. He's part of the our community, so we'll, we'll it, get in
0: touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is great. Thanks, yeah. thanks very much for what you do, and may I am a believer, so I I'll say may God bless you. May you really keep the strength that you have because it's beyond positivity. It's beyond the words that you hear in philosophy here and there. I feel like you you really have like a strong faith and a vision that. Uh, it really takes it takes a courageous person, really someone who is who knows what they're doing. And God bless you for what you do, and, uh, you. and for the things that you'll see in the future. Of, you know, if God gives you many years, you'll be able to just see different things that you work, you know, through tech career. or like, it's funny how God will show you things up, uh, upcoming things. They just say that. So yeah. thank you very much. Hope to visit, uh, Israel soon. Maybe this year. I hope, year.
1: We'll, I hope that blessed. we'll see you when you will be here in Israel.
0: I mean, I'll let you know for sure. And yeah, okay. thank you very much. And have a nice evening then.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.